Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm here with Dr. Daryl Misek. I'm really excited to have this conversation. We're going to be talking about the analytical versus the diagnostic approach to health and aging. He is a wealth of knowledge and has a lot of unique experience and tools and just a note on his bio. Uh, Dr. Misek is a naturopathic doctor and pharmacist. He owns and operates his practice in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where he focuses on health analysis and how to support optimal energy formation to result and natural health restoration. So welcome, Dr. Misak. It's really an honor to meet you. You too. I, I appreciate being on the show. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, you have a really unique skill set being a naturopathic doctor and a pharmacist. So you're bridging these two worlds of natural medicine and learning, you know, what um, pharmaceuticals have to offer and the pharmacology perspective as well. So it's a great integrative blend. Um, so just tell us a little bit about you and your story and the work that you do. Well, you know, pharmacist. I went to West Virginia University, ended up Duke Medical Center um, after traveling Europe for three months on a bicycle. That was fun. Okay. Um, and then at Duke, you just kind of, you know, I learned the, that modern medicine is not necessarily about curing. It's a, it was about cost effectiveness. And, um, and I just kept, I've always been one of those people, like how do things work? And so I, I fixed things when I was a kid. I still like to tinker on old cars and um, I loved uh, anatomy, physiology, biochemistry uh, in pharmacy school, and I just asked that question, how does the body work? And it led me down the naturopathic medicine. So I ended up in Portland, Oregon, uh, National College of Naturopathic Medicine, now known as National University of Natural Medicine. Um, I, I got my doctorate there. I did compounding pharmacy while I was there. Um, and then when I moved back to Pittsburgh and in all honesty, how they train naturopathic doctors is to be how to diagnose and how to use natural substances. Um, and I still like, why are people still not getting cured? You know, like they talk about in the history of nature care, which led me down my own rabbit hole of um, learning about chemistry and learning about the, the composition of the human body and the frequency, the electrical frequency of the human body, because Tesla. Um, said, hey, if you want to understand the mysteries of the universe, you have to think in terms of frequency and vibration. And, and then you look at Einstein that, you know, all things are relative and energy is the same thing as matter. And so we are matter, which breaks down the heat and electricity. And, and so then I stumbled on the works of Dr. Terry Reams, who, who was trying to figure out how to put an atom back together versus take it apart like Einstein, who determined that the human body is composed of minerals to create energy, 60% calcium, 24% phosphorus, 12% potassium, a bunch of trace minerals, and that we are a soil and that the, the composition of our soil is the, uh, our ability to generate a threshold of energy. And if we are, uh, are consuming uh, more energy than we're getting from our food, then something's got to give. It's, it's, it, it goes with that naturopathic theory of the total load. I exceed my body's capacity, so then I get disease. So I just learned how do you analyze and how do you determine where your threshold is and how to improve energy efficiency through diet, lifestyle, and remineralization and how to watch people get better mm -hmm. and using therapies that our frequency and vibrational base to understand how they work in the body. And I, I, I watch miracles, you know, and, uh, but I don't claim to produce them. You know, I just, the body heals itself if you create the right terrain for it to do so. And then 
that and that pharmacy background led to uh, my other business, other you know, having a practice where I uh, see clients to where I cre- came across Vitalometry. And uh, actually, it was I came across in 2009 um, what I consider probably the greatest anti-aging discovery in the history of mankind. You know, we uh, three physiologists uh, discovered that uh, it was it was discovered long before that the aspect of telomeres and how cells turn over in our body um and um but how to regulate telomeres in 2009 they discovered this enzyme called telomerase and and if there's high telomerase activity that it inhibits uh or prevents telomeres from shortening and therefore if you uh if they stimulated this activity that the telomeres would stay long and they actually reverse age these mice and that was like, oh my God, it was an epiphany to me, you know? And so I turned around like, well, how did you stimulate telomerase? So reading hundreds of abstracts and came across natural substances and that's where vitalometry came about. So there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about from an analytical to a diagnostic aspects and just whatever your listening audience likes to hear. But I, my, you know, I'm one of those people who I feel I has a mission in life to educate and equip people that you can be healthy if you understand some basic principles. Yeah, Yeah. thank you, Noah. There's so much um, opportunity to discuss all of these aspects in the podcast today. And I um, know I really appreciate your background and your expertise and a big goal of mine. We see a lot of um, persistent chronic illnesses that typically, you know, have pathogens and toxicants and epigenetics. And even we look at, you know, the mental, spiritual, emotional health of people and how that can really great blockages to healing. But I, I love a lot of what you said in that we're, you know, we're all innately wired to heal, right? And we've, we've gotten away from that um, idea with either, you know, conventional medicine or even substitution medicine with, um, you know, naturopathic medicine, just being green allopathic medicine. Sometimes we we're called that we're just looking at replacing wood substance for natural substance, which is, which is great. I mean, that has a role, but, you know, I think the work that you and I both do and a lot of my um, audience seeks is really getting to the root of why people totally. are sick and really reversing things and not just staying yeah. in this, you know, disease paradigm. And so um, I'm also working on a project right now uh, where we're talking to a lot of um, experts on the field of biological medicine, where we look at what we call the terrain and we look at, you know, really how do we um, support and, you know, the terrain so that we're more resilient to whatever comes that's away, what, right? That's everything about what I'm talking to. Yeah. I sum it down to illness comes down to two things, deficiency or excess. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but if you break it really down, it comes down to deficiency because if you have environmental toxins, if you have um, microbial overloads, if you have whatever it may be, you know, that, you know, heavy metals or whatever, you know, you can turn around and say that my body has too much of this to be able to handle it is because there's something deficient in order to provide the means because all, everything is cause and effect. So when you break it down again, we can look at it from a hormonal standpoint. We can look at it on the cellular level from a homeostatic mechanism, but homeopathy, you know, when you're looking at homeostasis, that cells as healthy as the environment. It, it's as, you're as healthy as you can be right now based upon the environment that you've created. So I've outlined a five-phase approach that says phase one, clean up your environment. Mm-hmm. You know, pure air, pure food, pure water, EMF protection. Phase two, identify your specific stress. What are your toxic burdens? Analyze. Let's look at the body and analyze 
both deficiencies and your excesses. Phase three, support. Support's not take is not green allopathic, green allopathy, you know. Support is what does my body functionally need in order to do the processes that are needed. Phase four is detoxification. So if you actually have your threshold and you're exceeding it and you clean up your environment, you figure out what you're specifically reacting to and you get rid of these things. So now you're functioning below your threshold for stress, which is mental, emotional, spiritual, you know, environmental, microbial, mycotoxins, GMO food. We could go on and on about the burdens that we have, but all of a sudden, and you support the body, you're raising your threshold. So now I have this buffer zone for my body to restore itself. And so what's that restoration come down to? It's, it's rebuilding cellular health. And I do it. I'm looking at mineralization. It's remineralization and looking at what minerals control the body. It's primarily calcium, you mm-hmm. know, but what forms of calcium and what trace minerals are needed? Because I can explain symptoms based upon mineral deficiencies. But then phase four, that detoxification, if you lower that load and you do all those steps, you know, you naturally start to detoxify. Phase five is self-awareness. You know, hey, something's still not right. What do I need to do? Analyze, mm-hmm. meditate, whatever it may be to say, hey, you know, let's 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 reevaluate because we can only function on the level of understanding that we have. And so people just get frustrated because they're not getting better. They've gone to these various doctors. They haven't gotten better because the level of understanding of anybody's been here. So when you take it to the next level, hey, wait a minute, you're telling me something completely new. Let's try your level of understanding because when I apply it and I, and that understanding or knowledge works, all of a sudden you have wisdom mm-hmm. and the wisdom to be shared with people is just phenomenal because God freely gives it if we're really truly looking for it. Mm-hmm. I love all of this. And I, I often say, you know, health is resilient. So I understand this model of your threshold and I, I love that. And um, I guess, well, let's break it down. So I'm sure people are here or who are listening are thinking, you know, how do you analyze? So if we want to understand our deficiencies and our mineral composition, how do we start analyzing our unique body? Okay. So first off, when I have people come in, I always look for, I do electrodermal testing. You know, some mm-hmm. people use the Zyto. I, I use an old biomeridian machine, electrodermal EAV. You know, you can sit there and say, well, it's hocus pocus, but I see probably 80 to 90% positive reactivity with this stuff. And, um, but electrodermal, you're electrically looking at acupuncture points, which Chinese have verified, and you're looking for electrical impedance that if you introduce a frequency, which everything has one, that's associated with a food, chemical, environmental substance, pathogen, whatever, into a balanced electrical point, if you shorten it out, it's like a yes, no answer. It's like electronic muscle testing. So I do that for food and chemicals. I look at blood. I do live blood microscopy. And I call it educational live blood microscopy because I'm not here to diagnose people and say, oh, you've got spirochetes in your blood or, mm-hmm. or you have parasites in your blood because we're not here to diagnose. And I'm not here to say that you have bugs in your blood because, you know, we're not diagnosing here. But I can show you immune imbalances. I can show you activated lymphocytes or atypical lymphocytes and increased monocytes associated with mold. Or I can show you increased eosinophils associated with um, parasites or allergies if there's also basophils there and and so we can and then we can show you the size of the cells and the variations that can be associated with iron or b12 folic acid deficiencies or you can see oxidative patterns that say hey you have a high oxidative stress or you can see clumping patterns that say that you're agglutinating so you're going to have poor oxygenation in the body because you have too much salt in the diet or something or 
you know, so we're looking at the blood from an analytical perspective. And then finally, I look at the chemistry and the urine, the sugars, pH of the urine, pH of the saliva gives a pre-digestive or a post-digestive association of what the body's doing because pH dictates the speed that things go through the body. Sugar utilization, if you remember that, that Krebs cycle, that all those fatty acids and proteins, they drop down to become sugars. And so sugar is basically the, the hub of how we generate energy. You know, if you look, you know, it's, it's, it's cellular efficiency and then conductivity, the ability of energy to get where it needs to be. Cell debris tells me, are you dumping and weight and getting rid of the bad cells so our body can consistently build healthy ones? And nitrates, nitrate nitrates versus ammonia nitrates. One tells protein building capacity and the other tells protein destruction or whether you're actually digesting. So you'll have high ureas if people are out digesting. So then you're going to see overgrowth of bacteria. And then you're going to see those pathogenic formations. And you'll see them in the in the blood. And, you'll see, you know, it all correlates, you know. And so analytically, I sit there and give people a perspective based upon how well their efficiency is doing. And when you have those really, really tough cases, like, okay, your chemistry is not moving the way that it should be. You have these atypical lymphocytes. We need to look for something else. I'll do organic acid testing in people. I'll do mycotoxin testing in people. I'll do environmental toxin. I love hair analysis because it gives a long-term perspective of how well we're remineralizing. Because when you start looking at it, you'll learn that it takes about three to four years for people to replete their selenium levels, you know, because they're constantly using them in the processes because their thyroids are so stressed and that conversion. And, and I just bring all this chemistry and people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, let's simplify it. You need this for your thyroid work. You know, and, and, and we're going to measure and show you that it takes time for this restoration to occur. So restoration is different, different than, oh my God, you're sick. Let me give you some echinacea, vitamin C, zinc. This will get you, this will get you quicker in three to five days versus taking 12 to 14 if you don't do anything. And that's what, that's the way natural medicine is trying to present natural medicine. Whereas mm -hmm. I'm saying, this is the stress of what your body's going through. Let's improve the big picture and all those little small things, the thyroid, the adrenals, the ovaries, the, the, all these other things, just start fixing themselves. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned pH. And so do you have any, um, for people who are listening and there's like a lot of information around pH, especially testing your urine and your saliva, any yep. um, clinical pearls of people who can look at their um, saliva at home or their urine at home and what are their optimal pHs and kind of time of day? Optimal pH should be 6.4 and everyone mm -hmm. thinks that it should be alkaline. So pH is a measure of resistance. It's, it's everything breaks down. You know, we think of things on atoms, but atoms break down the positive and negative charges, which are called ions. And so pH is a measure of the resistance of how, how much those are going to, how much cations and anions are rubbing against each other versus anions and anions versus cations versus cations. It's a measure of the friction or resistance. So the higher the pH, the more resistance, the slower things go. And Carrie Ream said that at 6.4, you have the ideal um, amount of resistance that allows energy to get where it needs to be, but not be too chaotic. What I tend to see is that a lot of people love to do um, particularly sea salt and the sea salt kind of kind of gums up and gives you like static electricity but it's uh and, and it messes and your phs will drop with it and make things go faster to try to compensate for that that static electricity so you end up getting short terms 
cortisol stimulation. So everyone's saying, hey, you got burnout adrenals, eat more sea salt because you need the trace minerals. But because the sodium will help with the cortisol levels, but the overall uh, long-term complication is, is nervous system breakdown and you get increased anxiety. It's really a catch-22 for people. But um, pH at 6.4, if you measure an hour and a half to two hours after a meal, if you see that pH dive, you know, 5.2, 5.3, you just ate a food you're allergic to. Mm. You, know, you will see food allergies, but it's better to correlate with both pH and what I call the bricks using a refractometer. And a ref- I've done shows on this. It's all on my YouTube channel, Doc Nisak. But, a re- but, but sugar regulation by measuring through a refractometer gives you the idea of available energy. And so what happens when people eat foods they're not supposed to, the bricks go skyrocket high and the pH dives down. So you can learn what foods you're not supposed to eat, you know, or you can eat carbohydrates that cause an over secretion of, of insulin from the pancreas and the sugars will dive down. And so when the sugars die down, oh my God, I can't think I need to eat. Give me that chocolate right now. Where's my coffee? You know, these, these, you know, the, whatever I need to get back up. And so if you learn to control your sugars, and your pH right after a meal, you know, an hour and a half to two hours after, you're learning whether you're eating the right amount and you're, or the right foods and whether you're drinking enough um, fluid or too much because that BRICS gives you an idea of, uh, of hydration and whether if you overhydrate, you can, you, can, you can drink too much water and flush out your sugars and then you don't have enough energy to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of concepts that I'm tying in here, but for pH, the saliva tells you the strength of your bile. It's like a pre-digested pH. Mm-hmm. And again, 6.4 is ideal. So when it goes high, 6.8, all of a sudden you're seeing liver congestion. You're seeing gallbladder issues. That's when you start seeing the need for people to do liver and gallbladder flushes. Or when you see that saliva pH at 6.2, 6.1, they're going to have B12 deficiencies. And you're also going to see that they're going to start having liver breakdown and you're going to see the elevated liver function tests. So people who have elevated LFTs, check your saliva pH. If it's 6.2, 6.1, you probably need some B12 um, and probably more than that one milligram that people are taking you, maybe three to five milligrams either. And um, But again, I'm telling you, it breaks down to deficiency and identifying the needs for that. But pH is a great thing to tell the efficiency of digestion. And so when you see the high pHs and you see the sluggishness, that's where people need like the betaine hydrochloride. You know, when you see the pHs that are, uh, you know, above 6.6 and below 6.3, digestive enzymes across the board will help them because their, their, their bile is either too strong or too weak. And so it, it becomes inefficient when it gets too strong. So I, I break everything down to efficiency and balance if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great tips. And so, um, so people should um, use um, a pH strip, right? You can get them on Amazon, and then you can um, test before and after a meal. And the saliva pH, would you say, needs to be six point four before and after a meal? Um, we sometimes yeah. say like first uh, morning pH. I don't know if you look at that as a um, first morning urine pH is is waste. Don't even bother. Okay. You're going to check your pHs. It's best to test about an hour and a half to two hours after you eat because you're measuring the efficiency of what your body's doing with food. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, oh yeah, totally. And then how about urine? Um, would you say 6.4 for urine too, or do you have another? Um... Yeah, it's 6.4, 6.4. And it, we, we call it the perfect equation. It's the only place where, where health has been explained scientifically and mathematically, mm -hmm. where we have a perfect energy resistance to where at, at, at the perfect equation, one and a half bricks, 6.4 over 6.4 pHs, 6.5 conductivity, the ability of energy to get where it needs to be, uh, 0.04 m, point, you know, 40,000 or 0.04 million particles in the urine, um, and then three over three nitrates. Um, that gives you an idea of breakdown. We, we look at energy input and energy detox ability by looking at that equation. It's, it's a lot to go into on a short show, but I encourage people, I wrote an article, if you go to docmesac.com and in the media, there's articles that I've written for naturopathic doctor news and review. I explain it all because you can look at that chemistry and where your chemistry is out. So say you have too high a pH, things slow down. You see constipation, you see congestion in the lungs, you see thyroid conditions, you see sinus conditions. When the pH is too low, things are going too fast. You see diarrhea, you see um, irritation and, and liver. People are irritable and just, you know, go, you know, it's, you can, you can predict symptoms based upon where this chemistry is falling in line. I explain all of that on my article um, in Naturopathic Doctor News and Review, because in my opinion, I, I've, I've stumbled across something that I think every naturopathic doctor should do this simple testing because it tells you what you need to know about the human body. And then you can order your test based upon because based upon these values. And what you're going to find over time is I don't need to order those tests because they always confirm what I'm testing in the first place. Mm -hmm. I'm going to save my clients money and then I'm going to teach my clients how to test themselves at home so they can learn the basics of, hey, when I'm this way, I need to take this support or I need to eat these foods, more importantly, or I need to drink this water. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to equip people in that regard. You know, and um, but, you know, a lot of what I wanted to talk about was, you know, with telomeres and even vitalometry today, if you're up for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I just, um, you know, all these pearls and I know my patient or my patients and my audience are always looking at ways that they can improve their health. And I think this is a really empowering uh, perspective. Before we um, talk about um, vitalometry, I'd love to just um, touch on are there any other analytical tools or any other things that you use that, that you haven't um, shared that you want to um, share with the audience today? Analytical tools, I mean, those are the main ones that I do, you know, which we talked about is electrodermal testing, live blood, and then the urine and saliva testing. And I explained that as well. Um, I, I, like I said, or, you know, if you're dealing with autistics or people with mold, it, you know, exposures, because mold is such a huge issue with mycotoxins, it, it's there to search, destroy and break you down. And you've got to get that under control. Uh, organic acid testing is invaluable you know, when you're looking at uh, potential for mold exposures. And then if organic acid testing is positive, you have to get a basis of, of how bad, of, how, where am I starting? What's my starting point uh, for where I am? And to reevaluate to say, okay, did what I'm doing, is it, is it taking care of the mold in my body? You know, mm -hmm. again, from an analytical perspective. Um, and again, you know, I have done the heavy metal provocative urine testing in the past. Uh, when DMSA used to be available, but now I find that the hair analysis and um, and I find that you can 
if you balance out your chemistry and then you monitor your hair analysis through it, you'll notice that all of a sudden more starts coming out in the hair because as the chemistry becomes more efficient, the body says, hey, I don't need this. And your hair is this waste. It's a, it's a, it's a biological excrement. You know, it's a waste from the body that says, hey, let's dump it in there because it's going out. Mm-hmm. You know, and you'll see it higher in the in the stool as well if you do fecal uh, stool testing. And I just stopped testing because why am I charging having people run these $150 tests when I know exactly what's going to show? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've just gotten to the point that I just trust in what I'm doing. Um, and if they want and need that analytical perspective, here's the test that you can do and we can show you that it's coming out. But mm-hmm. you, people, everybody wants like, I want to feel better now. I got to get these bugs killed now. I got, and I'm like, no, you got to keep your chemistry stable. And as you do, the body slowly and steadily just improves. And based upon age, if you're looking, somebody who is less than 20 years old, you can usually, you know, six to six to nine months, see them restore. And mm-hmm. somebody who's 20 to 40, you're probably looking at 12 to 18 months. Probably who, when you're looking at somebody 40 to 60, you're in reality looking about 24 to uh, 36 months. When you're looking at 60 to 80, you're really looking over three years. When you're looking at somebody over 80, you're looking at a four to five year process for restoration, you know, mm-hmm. for them to get back to where they feel that aspect. It's slow and steady because you're dealing with the burdens of accumulation over that period of time and your body, there's no magic detox. You go through a series of healing responses and you can measure and you can explain to people and you'll see it in their chemistry. Hey, you know, you're experiencing this, you're starting to detox. Now we can do these therapies like sauna and foot baths and hyperbarics and, mm-hmm. and you know, these old constitutional hydros and, and you can do cryotherapy or you, you know, these other therapies to stimulate your body to detox more efficiently, you know, so it comes out a little faster because now your body is naturally doing it. And now let's support it while you can handle it because mm-hmm. you have a good energy efficiency, because if you just keep stimulating detox and they can't handle it, People just like, oh, your detox symptoms are, are just crappy and I'm sorry you're feeling that way, but that's healing. It's not. You mm-hmm. don't have to feel like crap to get better because when you get the efficiency up, yeah, detox is short-term crappiness for long-term happiness, but overall, you don't have to feel like crap all the time. Mm-hmm. Once your body starts that natural process, now let's speed it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you um, put that out there, I think, in the in a world of chronic illness, there's a lot of conversation around, oh, you have to feel worse before you get better. And I agree there um, that you don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, before we um, talk about telomeres, I'd love, I mean, since minerals are such an important part of our health, right? And then we're living in modern life with depleted soil and our food supply is just oh, so right, yeah. um, compromised, you know, so m- most of us are in a deficient state. What are your tools or what kind of um, therapies do you um, educate your patients to remineralize? I'm just super curious because, um, you know, we, we see that as well. And I, I just love learning um, what other people are using and what you find to be effective. Okay, what Kerry Reams, he was in agriculture and a, and a genius in regards to understanding frequency and vibration and mm-hmm. energy efficiency. And so there's about 150,000 types of calcium on this planet that break down to seven groups and six groups your body needs in order to manage the various processes. Because 
when you go, I don't know if you're, are you a chiropractor or naturopath? Natural, you're not, oh, okay. I'm into so, yeah. Oh, right. So when you yeah. go, what you learn is like when you do that EEG or that EKG or that EMG, you know, electromyocephalogram, we're measuring the electrical activity of the brain or the muscles or the heart, right? Mm-hmm. But what governs that action potential? Sodium mm-hmm. and potassium channels initiated and calcium channels allowing it to go through. But where in school did we learn what mineral ratios or what that we need to take those minerals in order to affect ourselves on an electrical basis? Never. Nobody yeah. taught us that stuff. Yeah. So what Reem showed us is that pH is governed by forms of calcium. So mm-hmm. calcium lactate, calcium phosphate lower the pH for people who are too high. Calcium carbonate, tricalcium phosphate, um, calcium citrate, the um, uh, coral calcium, which is a carbonated form. You know, these raise pH. Calcium hydroxide, they raise pH. So when I'm looking at pH, it tells me what forms of calcium that person needs and how deficient they, they are in that aspect. And when the pH, Reams also showed that electrochemically, when the body gets outside of a pH of 5.3 to 7.2, minerals electrically can't be used by the body. So you could take them and have expensive poop. Mm-hmm. You're just pooping them out because your body can't use them. You, you know, And so you use the minerals, primarily calcium and, and vitamin D to slow things up to bring the pH up. Or you use the forms of calcium lactate or phosphate to bring the pH down with vitamin C to speed the chemistry up. And then you get it into the range where the minerals get accepted. So the primary minerals that you find need for other than calcium are um, potassium for the brain, usually um, magnesium, selenium for thyroid conversion. Cause we get, we're so utilizing selenium with thyroid because of the stress in the thyroids with the hormonal imbalances and everything that we're being challenged with today. Um, and selenium, you remember anti-cancer and selenium for uh, SOD formation and the liver and all that. So remember all that fun chemistry crap mm-hmm. and zinc. Zinc is needed for your body to make digestive enzymes um, and magnesium as well. Magnesium is needed for enzyme formation. So those are the primary minerals that I find need for hormonal imbalances. You bring in mang- manganese for um, uh, immune uh, nervous system disorders, trace amounts of lithium or possibly even rubidium sometimes, you know, so, um, so I can't turn around and say, here's my magic mineral formula. But when I see conductivity or ratios are off on people, those fulvic and those humic minerals work wonders for people. So if people who are like, oh my God, he just talked about all these. Oh, now I'm right back to square one. I'm going to take a multi because it has it all in there. You know, what happens is when you're taking these multis, is that you're you're giving the body minerals that require energy to be utilized and it puts a burden on the body. So I try to hone in on what people need. But in general, uh, like those fulvic and humic minerals, remember like morning star minerals, stuff mm-hmm. like that, are great just to provide the body with a colloidal form because colloids is what our blood is. A blood's a colloid and things are dispersed in it. And colloids are so small, they're six to nine nanometers in size that they can transport across cell membranes and they can replete the body. So you've heard of mineral springs that people go in, get in these mineral springs and they get healed from the trace minerals and they analyze these things. And although there's hundreds of minerals, they might have higher amounts of magnesium or calcium in them or something to that effect. 
So if you're looking for mineralization, yes, I teach high bricks gardening. It's another thing, high bricks, B-R-I-X. And it teaches you to remineralize the soil. The mm. bricks goes up, there's higher sugar in the, in the fruit foods, but the higher the bricks, the higher the mineral, the content of that food as well. And the, who taught those principles? Dr. Terry Reams from Agricultural Science from the 1930s with um, uh, Abrams back in the, all the way through the 1950s. And, and they started arguing with the, the, got into the politics of it. And they're like, it doesn't matter what we teach you and prove to you, you're going to do what big agriculture wants to do anyway. So they kind of gave up on the aspect of trying to teach people. But if you look at what the Amish and these people go to, and acres conferences, acres conferences teach remineralization of the soil so that we grow higher quality foods. That's where it really is because we were meant to get our food from, we were meant to get our minerals from the soil and from our from our foods. But, you know, I, I tried to get when, we, you know, natural medicine was trying to say, hey, back to the earth, let's get our, let's talk about food science. And I wanted to go back and teach about high bricks and, I, I didn't get invited, but oh well. <laughs> I know, I know. This seems like information that, you know, still needs to be shared before, you know, it gets lost and has, it has to be refound again, right? You know, it seems exactly. like. Exactly. Um, um, no, all great points. We use a lot of humic and fulvic acid in our practice, and I feel like that's a great, you know, tool. Well, um, do you like electrolytes? Um, it sounds like you don't like sea salt, but do you like different electrolytes or, um, you know, just different combinations? We'll use anything. I do, from, particularly yeah. with people with infrared sauna therapy. Colonics, mm-hmm. uh, we always give them a shot of electrolytes after colonics. We always give them a shot of electrolytes after um, um uh, the um, infrared sauna. Yeah. Uh, you remember um, Bionativus, their mm-hmm. trace minerals. It's higher amounts yeah. of magnesium that yeah. are in there because it helps mm-hmm. with enzyme activity. Mm-hmm. You know, but, mm-hmm. you know, but I, in general, you know, when I'm looking at minerals, I'm looking at the chemistry and my, you know, recommendations per se, start with what forms of calcium, whether they need selenium, zinc, manganese as trace minerals, uh, whether they need other specific trace minerals, whether they're mm-hmm. showing potassium or magnesium imbalance, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I start with people. And then if their chemistry is too slow, they need, and their pH is below. So if you have a, here's another tip with urine pH. If mm-hmm. your urine pH is below 6.1, you need more vitamin D. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're taking 10,000 a day, 15,000 a day, 20,000 a day. If your urine pH is staying below 6.1, you're not taking enough and your body's not going to use it. And you can go check your blood after taking it 20,000 a day for a year. And you still will only be at like 40 and they'll say, Oh, your vitamin D levels are good. You know? And, um, it's just your body, your body needs it, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, um, but that's another little tidbit in regards to your MPH. Great. If your MPH is greater than 6.8, you need more vitamin C Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. take more. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great tips. And so, um, you know, back to telomeres, you already shared a little bit in the intro about your work um, and your discovering your creation of vitalometry. But um, again, please just share a little bit about what you created and, you know, why looking at telomere length is really um, the key to anti-aging. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at anti, I mean, they, those, those physiologists took mice that they prematurely aged to be in their 90s white hair, crippled, kidney failure, cataracts, blind. Um, they couldn't get through mazes. 
and then they stimulated telomerase activity. Their hair went black, their kidneys restored, their cataract cleared, their brains grew 25%, and they, they, they returned their agility to be like that mice of in their, in their 30s, in their prime. And so, uh, so when I started looking at all these things, you know, um, there's a lot of things that, that stimulate telomerase activity. And things that shorten telomeres include trauma and stress. So if you had trauma when you were a child and you created a negative impact, how you emotionally handle that. So you could go outside and have somebody, you know, say something that sends you back to a childhood trauma, like they hate me, you know? And, and but that, that emotional stress has been shown to shorten telomeres. So people who have higher traumatic childhoods live shorter lives. Mm-hmm. But people who meditate has been shown and who have gone through healing and understanding and self-awareness and accepting and, and forgiveness have longer telomeres and they live longer. Mm-hmm. So, so it goes down to a spiritual, mental, emotional component. But then they, you're also going to find that antioxidants are great for telomeres, you know, and certain vitamins. So when you go and look at all the products as a naturopath that are exposed to you, they're just they're glorified multivitamins with antioxidant activity. Mm-hmm. But what did I do as I looked at uh, plants that had telomerase activity? Mm-hmm. And I and so I turned around and, you know, the one that's primarily used is astragalus. You know, where astragalus goes back, what, you know, thousands of years in Chinese medicine for um, for adrenal issues, for immune system issues, for the liver. You know, um, I looked at um, a green tea extract and the, the, each, the elagic acids and the polyphenols, antioxidant, but it's specifically been shown to have telomerase activity like um, astragalus. And astragalus has two extracts, cycloastragalinol and astragaliside 4 or astragaliside IV that has specifically been shown to have powerful antioxidant activities, but also um, uh, they are have been shown to have uh, stimulate telomerase activity. And then ginkgo, and we think about ginkgo for circulation to the brain. Oh my God, these mice, their, their brains grow 25% with telomerase activity. Well, I'm gonna give something that supports um, uh, activity and blood flow to the brain, but also ginkgo has been shown to have telomerase activity. Purslane. Purslane is out of all the plants and herbs that we were taught about and all the plants on this planet, no no plant has higher amounts of essential fatty acids naturally than purslane. Why we don't use it more in naturopathic practice, I don't know. I pick it out of my garden as a weed, but I throw it in my salads, right? And so, but purslane is for essential fatty acids. Purslane specifically been shown to have telomerase activity, but those essential fats are working on the cellular level to change the composition of cell membranes for transport of nutrients in and out of the cells. That's what we're taught from physiological mechanisms. Okay, and then I put um, milk thistle. Milk mm-hmm. thistle has been shown to have telomerase activity, but what organ has to deal with all those environmental toxins we were dealing with more than any other one? The no. liver. <laughs> so supporting the liver, you know, and so how the liver functions and its efficiency to handle things. I put a, um, a Chinese herb called cyanomorium specifically because of telomerase activity. But cyanomorium uh, is a Chinese herb that's primarily used as like the elixir of life. You know, it's a it's a yang tonic that's been shown to help with 
um, uh, testosterone levels in guys and balancing female hormones and for infertility in women. You know, great. It's a yang tonic. And so for sexual vitality without having that, that nervousness that you get with taking um, uh, caffeine and things like that, 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 uh, you know, that people use to get that stimulation. Um, uh, lemon. So the last two ingredients that I use, that I, that's green tea, astragalus, sambucus, uh, ginkgo, milk thistle, sandal, yeah. And then I put lemon in there. And I put lemon and mencol, which is calcium phosphate. Why calcium phosphate? Because calcium regulates mineral utilization and exchange of all other minerals. But it doesn't mean go take a calcium supplement because if your pH is high and you're taking the wrong forms of calcium, your body will deposit it in the wrong tissues and you'll get calcifications and quote death by calcium. There's books that are out there that say, you know, don't take calcium supplements anymore. They're wrong. They're not looking at it electrochemically, but calcium phosphate, when you break down the composition of the body, when you go back to ashes, 60% calcium, 24% phosphorus, 12% potassium, and a bunch of trace minerals, 85 trace minerals, calcium and phosphates make up 84% of body composition. And where's that? Your bone. It's calcium phosphate. And if you're too acidic, what are you using to buffer that acid? Calcium phosphate out of your bone, right? Okay, so, so I put calcium phosphate in there to work for those electrical channels, and I put lemon in there. Why? Lemon also not only has bioflavonoids and antioxidant, wow, you know, that's supposed to have anti-aging or anti, um, you know, telomerase activity, but lemon, I explain as that concept, Dawn takes grease out of your way. You know, uh, grease is cationic in nature, clumping. Anions, anionic surfactant, one drop of a soap, anionic surfactant, boom, it all disperses. All food that we eat is cationic in nature, except lemons, pure lemon extract. So I have all my clients drink a ratio of one ounce of fresh squeezed lemon to nine ounces of distilled water. And then that makes that that normalizes your pHs and stimulates digestion and working as an anionic dispersant when you eat. So at the end of your meals, we drink three ounces of that lemon water to disperse. Well, I put lemon and this in, uh, in vitalometry to disperse, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so when you're looking at it, what I'm doing, support the liver, support the brain, support circulation, support antioxidant activity, support yang and, and sexual vitality and energy stimulation. And all of those, you know, are focused in on DNA and telomerase activity. And I just, that's the concept that came to my brain because of our naturopathic training. Mm-hmm. I, because of my compounding training, boom, I just started weighing things out, mixing them up, experimenting mm-hmm. myself and saying, oh my God, do I really feel this much better? So mm-hmm. I started asking clients, would you like to try this as a doc? You're asking me to be a, a, a guinea pig for you. I'm like, yeah, I'll give it to you. And every single person came back like, can I have more? Mm-hmm. And so I finally figured out the ratios, put it in capsules, gave it to people. They loved it. Started and it took me another couple of years in order to be able to afford the capital to, to put it together. And that, since then, we have about 65% reorder rate on it for after people have tried it. It's just people love, love the product. And so, and and I I do want to offer, by the way, um, uh, 
because of people who come to your show that they can use um uh, oh what what discount did we spectrum. talk about i think spectrum yeah spectrum okay yeah, yeah people use the discount code spectrum um either on vitalometry.com or if you go to docmisek.com it'll uh it'll uh link to it d-o-c-m-i-s-a-k.com you'll see vitalometry on there and if they use spectrum as a disc, they'll get 10% off for trying it. And, and, and I know that they've been listening and they appreciate what we have to say. Awesome. Well, you really are grateful for that. And how many do you take a day? I take, I formulated it so you could take up to 12, but then mm-hmm. I put it in bottles of 120. So if you take four a day, um, you know, it, it'll do what most people want. Um, you know, two either in the morning and two at lunch or all four in the morning. I take four in the morning. And then if I didn't get enough sleep or I ate the way I shouldn't have, I'll take another three or four in the afternoon. So I'll take anywhere between four and eight a day personally. Um, I find that four a day um, is just amazing. And I tell people, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to make claims. I'm not going to say that it's mm-hmm. linked to your telomeres. I'm not going to say, you know, but what we, what we have people say is that they mental focus and energy and that they no longer need their uh, um, their coffee every day. Um, and if I tell people, go to Amazon, don't buy it from Amazon, buy it through Vitalometry if you want to use the code. But if you go to Amazon and read the reviews, if you look it up, you know, we have a, we've had um, 70 year olds say that they get their sex life back. We've had people say that their white hair turns gray again. We've had thyroid people saying that their hair is growing back in. We've, mm-hmm. I, I mean, some of the stories that I get are just amazing, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that it does anything, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say I, I, I did it based upon natural anti-aging science is what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I focused in on the science. I created a product that I find that people love to take. Oh. Well, no, thank you for sharing that with our audience and with me. I'm excited to get to know this as well. And what, yeah, what a joy, right, to um, see the results that people are getting and how rewarding. And I guess my my closing question, and um, I'm just curious, just really from my own curiosity, are there any um, telomerase or um, telomere testing on the market that are affordable and accessible for people these days? Or is that oh, clinically? Totally. Yeah, I mean, um, Elizabeth Blackburn, was mm-hmm. one of the three physiologists, and she created the year that the Telio years, T E L E, the Telio year, T E L E O Y E A R S, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's or Telio years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and she does telomerase activity, but then they turn around and say, "Hey, you know, both do before and after testing, and take our you know glorified antioxidant product, and then test, you know, six months later." And they're, then they're seeing that, that it, they'll see benefits. Um, I tried to offer the same type of thing with my product. And um, uh, it just, it, it's, people don't follow through is what it came out there. They don't want to do the testing. They just say, hey, I feel better. Right. what goes on with it. And so we stopped marketing it as such. But <clears throat> Telio Years by Elizabeth Blackburn, uh, basically they'll give you a DNA imprint of where you are based upon your tele- telomer length where how we would age you so say you're 50 and your telomere length says that you're all you're functioning at a 35 year old or at an 80 year old mm-hmm. based upon the stress and so that's where that's the best one out there that i know of i know there have been other companies that are coming out it costs probably about a hundred dollars to test your telomere length 
No, that's not bad. Yeah. So no, really and motivating too, right? If you're, if you're older than, uh, if your telomeres are older than you are, right? <laughs> a motivating factor. So, um, well, this was so insightful, so much, uh, so many great pearls and so much great knowledge. And I appreciate your time and all the work that you're doing. And in um, closing, uh, can you just share your website again, Dr. Misek, so people can find out more about you and your work? Uh, everything that I do is on Doc Misak, D-O-C-M-I-S-A-K, M-I-S-A-K.com. I gave you spell my own name today. <laughs> DocMisak.com, or um, if they want to learn about vitalometry, it's behind me, V-I-T-E-L-O-M-E-T-R-Y.com, um, vitalometry. And if they use Spectrum, they'll get 10% off on any purchase. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. And again, it's a pleasure knowing you and um, I'm looking forward to learning more about your work and trying out your products. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. What a pleasure. Thank you.